getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. Welcome to the very first episode of Super Divorce Supercast. Yeah, welcome. Uh, you may be, but chances are you listened to our last podcast uh, that we had in a previous life. But uh, this podcast uh, will be similar yet different. <laughs> a little more structured, <laughs> a little bit. As you can clearly tell. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a lot more structured. Uh, there will be a lot, uh, a lot more, uh, um, hmm. Hmm. Long pauses. Yeah. Well, it's, I would say it's more of a traditional, uh, linear game than it is an open world game. Right, but we're going to run our show as the, uh, the U.S. Constitution should be run, which is uh, we'll let the people decide uh, the format going forward. If you guys like this format, we'll continue with it. Uh, we wrote up our, our, our uh, uh, Super Divorce uh, script, not really a script, but an outline. Uh, but if you guys like the... the um... We have a syllabus. <laughs> To follow. I can't tell if you're being serious or not. You sound like Rick. Like uh, just stuttering through all yeah. of your sentences. Hey, I'm Nick. I'm Bob. I'm Bender. I play vocals. Um, Nick, I play vocals. Nick, Nick I'm plays... I'm Nick and I play vocals. Bender... What do you play, Bender? I play drums. I'm La Drummer. I play guitar. Who Bob are you? Plays guitar. I'm Bob. Bob plays guitar. And We're, Dale plays Sounds like a children's he's book. Here. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy named Dale who's also in our band. Uh, shout out to Dale. Uh, he couldn't be here tonight because of a uh, previous engagement. Um, not an actual engagement uh, <laughs> in a romantic sense, but... Uh, an engagement uh, to uh, be present at a uh, social gathering, a family, uh, family gathering, family, not just social, not social. We're not yeah. that low. There was almost. a family member he had not seen in some time. Yes, so he was going to see that family member. So he's excused right. from the first episode, but if he ever misses an episode again, he's out. Yeah, not a, not just out of the show, but out of the band. Yeah. yeah. And that and was we're probably going to kill him too. My vote was that he was out already, regardless <laughs> of wh- whether he, whether or not he even showed up tonight or not. I was wanting him gone, but and we talked Bob down. Yeah, uh-huh. I I uh, accepted. So let's just give him another chance. Give him just one more shot. Yeah. Um. But really, he's on thin ice with me. So, <laughs> hey, if you want to listen to the show again. Because somehow you found it. <laughs> but if you want to listen to it again, or you want to tell other people about it, you want to listen to future shows, uh, go to www.superdivorceme.com slash supercastme. That's all together. You don't want to put spaces in there. It won't work. Mm-mm. That's yeah. not how uh, the browser bar works. 
No, and that's not how it's ever worked. So if you don't know that, then you haven't uh, used the internet very much. You must um, be a baby. Yeah, you must be some kind of a dickhead. I think there's somewhere else you can listen to our podcast. That would be on iTunes, uh, which is an Apple uh, um, invention. Uh, it's been around a while. You can buy songs on there, uh, or you can listen to podcasts. Apple? Yeah. Like the fruit? No, uh, it's the company. It's uh, it's a company. Oh. Uh, it was uh, founded uh, by that, uh... Stephen Jobs. Oh. Um, he's a famous uh, statesman and inventor. Mm-hmm. Um, he was born in 1943 mm-hmm. and uh, lived until 1994. Yeah. So, um, also played by Ashton Kutcher in a movie and yeah, Michael a Fassbender. New one, Michael mm-hmm. Fassbender. Yeah. Who well, Bender likes because he's got part of his name. Right. My sister has a big crush on Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that makes sense. Um, Did you know he has two movies with full frontal nudity? I didn't, but I'd like to uh, see his <laughs> penis if I can. Um, also, you don't want to let your kids listen to this cast. It's, uh, adult-oriented. It's uh, not safe for work, either. Not safe for work, unless your work's very loose about, uh, uh, talk of violence and rape and incest. We're not going to um, talk about rape. But we are going to talk about incest. I'm just kidding. There um, could be a news story. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have to cover it. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't mean we're going to be, uh, uh... No, we're not like encouraging Dan- that kind of behavior, no. but we may address it. Uh, I'm not. We yeah, I'm not like Daniel Tosh. No, no, no. we don't think um, that uh, the Jared uh, Fogel situation is funny in any way. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> As we bust out laughing at the mention of Jared Fogel. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's not. That's not funny. No. It really isn't, but Jared Fogel being a pedophile, it just kind of makes sense to the point where it almost is like, wow. Yeah. We couldn't tell, really, but, you know. Hollywood was sell five dollars before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. Um, Jared Fogel, burn in hell, yeah. if you ever hear this. And if I ever see you... <clears throat> If you ever get let out of prison, which I hope you just kill yourself right away, but if I ever see you, I will kick you square in the nuggets. I don't think um, you would do that to Jared Fogle. Really? Mm-hmm. What do you think I would do? I think you would walk by him. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you would think about it later in the day. Man, I should have kicked guy's, him. That fucking piece of shit. I can't believe I saw him. Well, and then, if not me, somebody's going to kick him in the nuggets, I yeah. imagine, because they're, they're not easy on sex offenders in prison no as far as i'm told so so we're <clears throat> off to a good start here yep. on oh, this yeah. new show covered <laughs> this is why you guys don't want me to have a microphone on stage but uh hey speaking of on stage we just played a show last night at the old crow bar yeah uh i don't know if 
any of us had ever been there before. No, I hadn't. I hadn't personally. It was a neat place. It was, it was neat. It was way better than I like expected that it would be. I didn't think we were actually going to be on a stage, but there we were. And it was nice and it was like kind of seedy, you know. Yeah. Nothing uppity. Right. Was, uh, Rust Cole Rust would have Cole. gladly had a had a lone star in that bar. Yeah. yeah. But also the people were very friendly. It wasn't they were. Uh, it wasn't the biker crowd that I thought we might see and get get things thrown at us for no. for playing. They paid us, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. So for a rock and roll that was band. Unexpected. Yeah. yeah. So if you ever want to get a paid show, you know you got a few songs put together. Uh, you know, put in your resume over at Old Crow Bar uh, in Middletown. In Middletown, it's a it's a it's a nice establishment. The people who run it are nice. They got good sound, a good stage. Middletown, where? Because we might have listeners in. I was just thinking that yeah. Saskatchewan. This I don't is, know what that is. I don't know what Saskatchewan is. We're it's in an Ohio. Area. It's in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. Middletown, Ohio. Uh, Middletown, Ohio. It's uh, between Dayton and Cincinnati. Hence That's the why name. it's called the Middle <laughs> Town. No. Town no. of Middles. No. But it was good. Hey, another thing, uh, bands, if you're looking for a nice place to play, is they they threw us on that show on good faith. They heard right. no, none of our music. It was like, hey, we need a show. And he was like, cool. How about this date? <laughs> and uh, we showed up and played. And maybe if we would have just blown ass and, you know, uh, caused everyone to leave, then they wouldn't have been so kind to us. But if you show up and you play well... I think that you'll be uh, you'll be in for a pleasant evening. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think we should thank the other band that played with us. They're called Wicked Fix uh, with two X's. Um, they were very nice and uh, very cordial with us, and uh, very sweet young gentlemen. Yeah, nice young kids. Um, we're probably about forty-eight years older than them, but. They were young guys playing old guy rock, which I thought was really cool. So, mm -hmm. very 70s influenced. Uh, did a Sabbath cover and stuff. So, if you're looking for your 70s fix, but you like to watch younger guys perform it, and you've had it with seeing uh, Mick Jagger's 85-year-old ass parading around on stage, you can get your fix of 70s with uh, Wicked Fix. Uh, and uh, I noted on stage that they also have wicked dicks. So if you're also into that, um, you may want to introduce yourself and try to work your way into their personal lives. And you may find find out whether or not that's true. No. Yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> we have a show next week, don't we? We do. Yeah. We're putting on our own show next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we played a show... At the American Legion, which is where we'll be doing next Friday's show on Friday the 13th. It's kind of a, a slasher-themed show that we're throwing over there at the American Legion in Lebanon. Um, our last venture at that venue was quite successful. I had an awesome night. And uh, we've got one band that played that last show in April with us coming back for the one next week. That's Abertooth Lincoln. Yeah, and I'm excited to see them because I know they've got a either one new member or a couple new members. Uh, two new members. Two new members. Yeah. 
Um, brand new vocalist. Brand new vocalist. So I'm I'm excited to see how that changes the dynamic of their band because I really liked them before, but it it'll be cool to see um, how that's kind of changed the landscape of their music. Um, really looking forward to playing with those guys again. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got uh, Kid Stardust from Cincy and. Um, uh, colors in mind. Color, yeah, colors in mind. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Don't wanna color anybody from Colors in Mind. If you're listening, we didn't mean to. We didn't mean to stammer. Yeah. Um, we've never played with them before. Right. So it's. But they're friends of Abertooth, and if they're friends with Abertooth, then uh, probably gonna be friends of ours. Probably, uh, we'll probably um, give them high fives. Yep. <laughs> yep. Either uh, behind the back or possibly a low five mm-hmm. to start out. Yeah, maybe a jumping five <coughs> eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Uh, what else do we have on on the plate here as far as band news? Well, we we're finishing up with the recording of our ten song album tomorrow. Yes, at, our debut album. Yeah, w- that we recorded at uh, Moon Ranch Studios. Out in just the tip city <laughs> with Mr. Jack Wiley. Yes, Jack, if you're listening, uh, we'll be there tomorrow to uh, massage you gently. As well as Kirby. Yep. I don't know if Kirby's going to be there tomorrow, yeah. but uh, good people. Good yeah. people. Good, good Turks. Good people, good turkey, yep. a good uh, guinea, yep. and a few good chickens, and a dog named Joe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> dog. When you said Joe, you sounded like Lex Luger. <laughs> Dog named Joe. 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 <laughs> Billy, what's his name? Sure. So yeah, uh, be be uh, be warned, because we've got an album coming out at uh, a time that we have not decided on yet. Yep. We don't we don't have a name for it yet either. We're kicking around titles for the album still, so that if that, you think you have a rad title, then just go ahead and let us know, and uh, maybe we'll use it. We could just not. call it we Dig Butt. Yeah. Good. One of my suggestions was uh, <coughs> vagina vaginal. Uh, all of them were every word that passed through my con through my mind right there to follow up the word vaginal was grotesque (laughs) i just decided to to leave it off how about vaginal boy (laughs) vaginal boy it's kind of like the sauce boy right but he's vaginal He's uh <laughs> I don't know. You make up your own story for it. Yeah, yeah. If you, you have any ideas about vaginal boy, you can also let us know <laughs> on our Facebook page or in the divorce club if you're a member over there. Yeah. yeah. Our our first EP uh in our last band was called Exile Boy, so I think the natural next step <laughs> is vaginal boy. boy. He's been exiled and he's found his <laughs> new uh his new adjective that he wants describing himself. Yeah. Uh, he's been exiled, but now he's found himself drawn to... We can call it Vaginal Boy Volume 2, The Steaming Cave. <laughs> Except for the fact that it would have to... It would have to be Vaginal Boy... 
semicolon exile boy volume two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's vaginal boy volume one. Yeah. But you don't say the volume one. Or it could be exile boy volume two vaginal boy. <laughs> <laughs> the emergence of vaginal boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you said you were drawn to uh, something. Uh, uh, I know another thing that you've been drawn to recently, and that's oh, yeah. the new Weezer song, Do You Want to Get High? Yeah. That's pretty uh, pretty good tune there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, every uh, week we're going to spotlight an artist um, that of our choosing. It could be a local artist. It could be a, a big name, and I think uh, it's appropriate for us to kick off our artist spotlight with a band like Weezer that so many of us have an appreciation for. And not only that, they've released two new singles um, just within the past few weeks, um, yeah. very close to each other. Um, mixed reaction on the first song, but... Um, I dug it. Right. I, I thought it was a fun tune. Thank, mm -hmm. thank God for girls. You might know that song now is the one with the, the weird cannoli video, <laughs> which I think is genius. Yeah, the video definitely uh, boosted its its charm for me. I've never um, had a cannoli, but I think after watching that video, I don't think I could ever have a cannoli. Cannolis are wonderful. I'm sure a they lot of, are. A lot of people love cannolis. I've never had one either. I, I Well, you probably never will. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, but I'd be interested to know uh, what what a cannoli is all about. They're a big um, East Coast staple. Okay. Um, you see them everywhere, out in uh, Boston and mm -hmm. in New York. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it's an Italian dessert. Yeah. Um, I think it's a dessert. It well, looks they, like one. There are many different kinds of cannolis that okay. uh, you can get. You can different uh, shells with different fillings. Okay. Um, yeah, it's almost like uh, ice cream flavors. Wow. That's how many different styles of cream you can fill your cannoli with. Wow. So I think I would like that. Yeah. I like a lot of cream. Um, yeah. I use the uh, the term creamy to define a lot of the uh, sounds that I that I wanted to get on our album, so mm. I can appreciate good cream. Um, I can also appreciate the new Weezer song, Do You Want to Get High, because mm -hmm. even after it took time for uh, Thank God for Girls to grow on me, immediately when I heard Do You Want to Get High, I was smitten. Same here. So, um, it is, well, I, I believe I texted you and I just said that it was basically like a Pinkerton song. I mean, it was, mm -hmm. that, it was that good, in my opinion. Yeah. To an extent, I feel like it almost out-Pinkerton's Pinkerton. I, I love Pinkerton. The problem, I think the issue is I've heard it a million times. Yeah. And I think if that song was on it, it would be the same level as all the other songs on Pinkerton. But because it's so fresh... The production value is really high, but also it has the roughness of Pinkerton. It just seems like everything's boosted up and very clear while retaining a level of dirt that uh, that I find charming in in a Weezer song. Because you're always going to get a 
a pop rock song. That's just what Weezer is. But if you can add some darkness to it, that's where they really shine, I think. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So maybe if you, for whatever reason, didn't jump back on board with Weezer when their newest album came out last year, everything will be all right in the end. Give uh, Do You Want to Get High a shot, please, because I think you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised if you're a fan of their you know, earlier work from the mid to late 90s, you know, with the Blue Album and Pinkerton. And, uh, you know, I, I would even say it's got a little bit of maladroit kind of edginess to it. Yeah. Not, not much green, because green was very polished and right. poppy and probably, you know, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a big favorite of a lot of fans, but I don't rank it as highly as some people do. Mm-hmm. I would definitely put Maladroit above Green yep. on my list. Yeah, same here. Um, I haven't been a hardcore Weezer fan as long as Nick has, but um, even just being a fan of them for a little while, I can tell they're really coming back into their own. Um, and I know they're digging through some of their uh, material um, for ideas there and i i just can't believe this song has been on the shelf for what 15 years <laughs> yeah basically it was written like 2000 yeah 2001 something but like that the, so. the production on it spot on the vocals the backing vocals it's just pleasing all around it's just an awesome track so check it out check give it, it a shot please hey here's a new thing we're gonna do on our show um we call this trending topics <laughs> how creative of us we're T -T. going to check out the trending topics on Facebook and Some we're all going to we're going to become TT boys real quick and <laughs> <laughs> didn't you just say earlier that was the name of a, a porn an adult film actor yeah, TT I, boy when I first uh, stumbled upon hardcore back <laughs> I think when we first got the internet, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember T.T. Boy mm -hmm. being one of those names along with, like, Peter North. And uh, and I also mentioned Lexington Steel. Yeah. Shout out to Lex. <laughs> hey, what's up, Lex? What's, if you're... What are the odds that T.T. Boy is still alive? <laughs> <laughs> I want to take bets and then we'll, we'll do our Googling later. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll take the bets on the show and we'll reveal the answer next week whether T.T. Yeah. Boy is still alive. I think T.T. Boy is still alive, but I don't think he's doing porn anymore. Okay. And I don't know. I have no idea. So I'm just I'm saying I that's my guess. I hadn't heard of T.T. Boy until today. Um, you know, I don't I don't want to agree with you because I want one of us to think he's dead at least. I think he's dead. You think he's dead? Bender thinks T.T. Boys <laughs> sure. has passed away. I'll go with that. What I'll do you take, think he died of? I'll do you think it was an STD? Probably. Yeah. Especially if he was in the hardcore scene. You know, he either died You don't think from... maybe he died in a car accident on the way to a shoot? <laughs> <laughs> he was... Uh... He died from an STD or like... You know, just he was... having a gaping asshole or something. All of his insides <laughs> he... came out of it. <laughs> So you think he possibly got... He took it one too many times. He got pushed to it. the bottom of the porn industry. I don't know he if he did gay porn. I'd Maybe say he, did. he did it willingly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about scenes with... Uh, you think... Well, um, never mind. I don't want to... 
You think maybe his his intestines were damaged some way. Sure. And possibly fell out. Maybe he ended up like Mr. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> Search that one on Oh, Google. God. Yeah. Maybe that was T.T. Boy, because they never showed that guy's face. So Don't look up Mr. Hands while you're at work, though. <laughs> no, fuck. Jesus. Or in polite company. No, you don't want to look it up in front of your mom. No. That would be bad. Do it uh, at three in the morning in the dark recesses of your office or what have you. Let's see, what's trending right now? Oh, T.T. Boy is number one. Just kidding. <laughs> right now we've got Merry Christmas Starbucks. Bullshit. <laughs> Patrons using ha- use hashtag to express frustration over coffee chain's holiday cups. Have you heard about this, Bob? Uh, I can kind of gauge exactly what it's about. Well, um, <laughs> if you haven't seen the new holiday cups, uh, they really have no, um, there's no symbology, no imagery used to point towards like Christmas or the holidays. It's just okay. a red cup. Okay. So normally they've got like snowflakes and like maybe some Christmas trees, other kind of uh, right. bullshit, but... This year it's just all red, mm-hmm. and then you get your your sleeve over it, and that's that's what they're going with. People are butthurt about this. Yeah, people are taking to the internet. Um, <laughs> the day you Bender's get, giving me a very serious look because he knows the, what's going the, through my head. <laughs> the day you get butthurt over your Starbucks coffee cup. Here's an not, idea. Not your Starbucks coffee. Here's an idea. Fuck. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it, we're going to do this a lot, and we're, we have opinions. That's what a podcast is about. And my opinion on this is... Go fuck yourself. Seriously, get a fucking life. If, you're, if you think a hashtag Merry Christmas Starbucks is, is your number one priority this holiday season, you can just fucking just... Stop listening to the show right now and go fuck yourself. Because there's many, many holidays celebrated by many, many different groups, religions, uh, ethnicities, and stuff. If Starbucks wants to make a red cup so that they don't alienate one specific group, they're a global company. Um, you know, just because it doesn't have a, a snowflake on it, I understand that. They didn't even say they were doing it because of that. Because of any particular reason, they said it was a, a more stripped down, simplistic design. Yeah. Just the red holiday cup. I mean, it sounds cool. It's Christmassy, I, right? I think it is still. Yeah. If you want it to be, it's a Christmas color. Yeah. Red, red and green Christmas colors. Mm-hmm. You could say it's a holiday color, whatever. Yeah. You know, but Starbucks never said. Wait. And aren't Starbucks sleeves, their cardboard sleeves are green, aren't they? The one that I got uh, most recently was just the traditional cardboard, uh, Well, you know. But who who gives a shit, really? I mean, if you celebrate Christmas, great. Get your Starbucks uh, mocha and and your red little Starbucks cup, and you can drink it on Christmas morning around your little tree, Mm -hmm. and that's... That's fine. Why? What? What is you, the big deal? If you get, uh, hey, if you go down the street to the Kroger here in Lebanon, yeah, go ahead and, and order your uh, your venti 
uh, Pike Place. Yep. And walk to the far back left of the store, and you can just sit down in the middle of the huge holiday section. Yeah. With mostly Christmas decorations. Mostly Christmas that you won't. <laughs> you'd be hard pressed to find any menorahs over yeah. there. So just so sit down. If you're down. concerned about you know Jews or something, then you can you can live in your own little bubble I'm and drink. About the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Bender's half Jewish. <laughs> what I'm saying is, enjoy your holiday season. Don't let shit piss you off for no reason. I mean, it's a red cup. The end. <laughs> They gave you something. They gave you a, a they Christmas changed, color. They changed their normal cup during the holiday season to a holiday Christmas color. You've got that at least. Yes. So Even if it wasn't a Christmas cup at all, it's coffee. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, I, there's so much Christmas shit everywhere. 99% of the people you know if you live in this area probably celebrate Christmas, and that's, that's great. I do. Yeah, that'll never go away. And even I'm not if you... even, I'm, I'm not a fucking religious person. But yeah, at this a... point, Christmas is just an American thing, not even like, Right. I mean, with with the amount that it's pushed in stores and whatnot, you know, I went to Kroger today and there's already fucking Christmas decorations yep. up. You know, they're selling shit. There's no it's war like on Christmas. Not... Christmas is yeah. not going away. Christmas is fine. It's here to stay. <laughs> It actually comes on stronger and stronger every year. So yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think this cup thing is really gonna fuck up anybody's Christmas track. You'll be, um, you'll be all right, kids. Yeah, you'll be okay. Um, what else is trending? Debbie Thomas, ex-Olympian and surgeon, says she's unemployed and living in trailer. In new interview. <laughs> Here's an interesting thought that I just had. Whether we're going to go any deeper into it than just reading the headlines. <laughs> because we could just go off of that. And yeah, I think that's what we talked okay, about. Okay, that's it then. Yeah, that's our trending topic. Okay. There's the topic, that's what they're giving us. Okay, so, so we're not going to go into it anymore. Um, okay. We, we get that. If okay. you hover over okay. it. If you hover over it, you get a little deeper uh, description. She was a figure skater... The first black athlete to medal at the Winter Olympics, winning bronze in Calgary in 1988. She has an interview on the uh, on OWN, which is the Oprah Network, I believe, um, called uh, what the hell is that? Leonla, light. Leonla, right? Ianla, maybe Ianla. Ianla, fix my life. Okay. She wants Ianla to fix her life. All right. So. Debbie Thomas. Uh, I have to say I did not know of Debbie Thomas before now. I don't know who she is either. I don't know who she is either. Uh, it looks like she's fallen on some hard times. I don't quite know what the circumstances are. Um, whether it was self-inflicted, uh, um, you know, things that happened. I don't know if she battled with drugs or alcohol or... Well, it's, it's all so much speculation here. Right. We don't know. <laughs> <So> we, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know any of that, nor are we going to find out. So all, all that we can base our opinion off of here is what we're reading. And I have to say... That kind that, of sucks. That's no good. I hope that she gets out of her trailer 
uh, because it seems like they're saying that's a bad thing. Yeah. Not I mean, that if it, you have a nice trailer, yeah. uh, then cool. Oh, man, there are real nice trailers yeah. out there. It just because you live in a trailer... But she's unemployed. Right. And living in a trailer. Yes. So it's probably not a good trailer. Probably not. So what we want to say... What I want to say um, is that even if she had fallen into the trap of drugs and alcohol... I don't want to write this woman off as a complete failure. Well, she's and, uh, she's an ex-Olympic champion. Absolutely. So She's achieved she, greatness before. She's been through adversity, and maybe she can go to that place and, uh, and make a comeback. Right. And I, I, I don't like this culture that we have where people uh, do this kind of she's getting what she deserves kind of thing yeah. with drug addiction and alcohol addiction and obesity. Well, they're getting what they deserve when they yeah. die young. That's But I am here's a one thing. Shit. Here's something on the opposite of that spectrum and that's I I this gives me pause. The the fact that she <laughs> the fact that she went on this show and she wants Ianla to fix her life. Yeah, who's this Ianla? Because I don't believe that Iyanla is going to do it. I think that... Okay. I think that Debbie Thomas needs to fix her life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she can have help. With a little little help from her friends. With but you help. can't... If you're homeless, you can't just run up to somebody with money and say, Fix my life! But what if, yeah. what if this own network or whatever, what if Iyanla's Fix My Life is a show where she... Peer, where she each week fixes someone's life. That could be it. Yeah, but I that's not that's... much time. Yeah, like, you can't really fix your life in a week, can you? Well, no. Unless somebody gives you a. But you don't. The, how if it was like show. it was if the show was like Ianla, lend me a hand. <laughs> <laughs> Ianla, uh, help me be my life coach for a little while until I get back on my feet. Like MTV's Made. Mm -hmm. Remember that show? Yeah. I kind of remember that. I remember there was a ska band on there. Yeah. That was really funny. They were called, uh, what were they called? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because no, they went through all that shit and didn't nobody show up to their show mm -hmm. or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think awful. they might have been called, like, the, the Mad Caps. Oh, yeah? Something like that. That sounds about, that sounds close. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The Mad Caps. I yeah. wonder if they're still around. <laughs> I don't know. They might be on Fix My Life next after they, they Debbie Thomas. Debbie Thomas, I hope that she gets better. We wish her the best, regardless. Yeah. You know, yeah. Wh whether it was self-inflicted or even worse, if it was just uh, piss-poor luck that uh, found her struggling at, at the bottom rung of society. Um, I hope Iyanla helps her. Yes. But the thing is, if she gets help from Ianla, Debbie Thomas is going to have to take that boost and make it work in her own life. Right, right. That's the trick. We want to give her the tools to be the the designer of her own destiny. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, show your support, Debbie Thomas, 2015. All right, uh, our <laughs> next uh, and final trend for this evening is... Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, is that how you say it? Yeah. Moretz? Moretz. Actress to star in The Little Mermaid, report says, <laughs> Moretz has signed on to play the title character in the live-action film. 
Uh, Variety reported Richard Curtis is in talks to write the script. Tom Beaven and Eric <laughs> Looks Kellner. like Tim Beaven. Tim, Tim. Or Bevan. I, I, I figured it was Bevan. <laughs> is it Bevan? You figured it was Bevan, but we're going to go ahead yeah, and go out to Tim Beaven. Tim Beaven and Eric Fellner are set to produce. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know either of those men. I don't like their their names. They give me a bad vibe. But wait, look, Tim and Eric set to produce. <laughs> <laughs> so you think perhaps those are fake names to cover up the fact that Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheim <laughs> will be behind the live action Little yep. Mermaid. You heard it here first. We're Tim, breaking this story wide open. Wow, that it's so obvious. Too. Yeah, but no one's mentioning that. Mm-hmm. The headline should say, Tim and Eric, Tim and Eric set, set to, to produce Chloe Grace Moretz in new live-action Little Mermaid movie. Yeah. It's a bit wordy. It'll but... be called Little... <laughs> <laughs> Little... Little Mermaid Boy. <laughs> Is what it's... What it'll be called. <laughs> Coming in 2017, Little Mermaid Boy. Starring Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, which is a pseudonym for uh, um, David Liebehart. That's an alternate... Uh, I believe that's his stage name. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you want to... We could even redo the title because we know it's an elaborate ruse to cover up who's actually... Producing and starring, mm-hmm. so it's really Tim and Eric of you know Tim awesome and Eric show. Awesome Show are producing and you know these other guys sound fake. Tim Beaven, Tim Be <laughs> well Richard Curtis is talking in talks to write the script. It doesn't mention who's directing. Well, so I'd imagine Tim and Eric will be directing. That's probably Richard Dunn. So Richard Dunn is in talks to write the script. <laughs> From the grave. From the grave. Posthumously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe he re- maybe he wrote the script before he passed. Yeah. Or maybe he never really passed, and that was a Tim and Eric stunt. It was a goof. <laughs> and they're to come out and let everyone know when the movie's released. Yeah. Well, when you start seeing the hype for it. Right. That's... Richard Dunn will be unveiled as not only still alive, but writing scripts for Tim Thriving. and Eric. Thriving. Thriving, yeah. In, in this climate. Mm-hmm. He just needed the right, uh, uh, like you said, climate of uh, Hollywood to uh, get his scripts in there to the major studios. Yeah. So, live-action Little Mermaid, directed by Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheim, written by Richard Dunn, and starring David Liebehart in the title role uh, as Ariel. Steve Brule as Ursula. (laughs) (laughs) Now I want, I want, man, I want David Liebehart to be Ursula and Steve Brule to be the mermaid, though. <laughs> Maybe Steve Brule can be the, who's, who's Ariel's dad? Poseidon. Poseidon? Is it Poseidon or is it, who's the other, Neptune? It's King Triton. King Triton. King Triton. Yeah. Which is what Neptune carries and throws at A people. trident. Well, like trident. Yeah. Triton. Mm-hmm. Triton. Huh. Yeah. 
I think the Maybe Triton's uh, the headphones... The Prince's name is Eric, too. They make Triton headphones as well. Do they? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen Triton headphones. You sell them at uh, GameStop. I mm. work at GameStop, and I don't think I've ever seen them because I don't pay attention. Mm. I know those headphones. I have a pair of them. Did you? Yep. Wait, I think... They're not the afterglows, but they're no. the... It's like T-R-I-T-O-N, mm-hmm. right? I might have a Never mind. You might have a pair of Tritons. Yeah, I think I do have a pair of them. Okay. Or comma. I have comma something or other. Triton might make the comma. Maybe that's just an ad for Sauce Boy. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Well, in any event, that's that's all the time we've got for TT Boys tonight. So yeah. TT Boys, bringing you uh, the newest trends on Facebook. It's a good segment. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah, I think we've T-T found T-T the name boys. is now T.T. Boys. Oh, yeah, boys. it's definitely yeah. time for T.T. Boys. We're all T-T. boys, and it's trending topics, so... T.T. <laughs> boys. We're the T.T. Boys. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with being a T.T. Boy. Our next uh, topic we're going to move on to here, our next segment, we call this segment Super Divorce Don't Know Shit. In this segment, we're going to look up... Um, some sort of news story from, um, I don't know, an arena that we have no, uh, no real grasp on, and then we're going to talk about it. Yeah. For ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I figured, um, I figured maybe we should start with geography. Okay. So I'm let's see, I'm going to type in geography <clears throat> news here okay. on, on the computer. Welcome to Super Divorce Don't, Don't Know Shit, version one. So maybe eventually we'll have a little fancy soundbite for this. Yeah. Super Divorce. You don't know shit. I want to get somebody to say it like that. Hopefully we'll, uh, you know, in, in time we'll refine this more. Maybe eventually you guys can send us topics yeah, to feel, talk about. Feel free to do that for next week's show uh, in the Divorce Club or on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Super Divorce, I believe, is it? Or is it Super, Super Divorce, Divorce Band? Band. Um it's yes. Super divorce one word <laughs> in the Facebook search bar and you'll uh you'll find us pretty quickly. So um Yep, suggest a topic for super divorce, don't know shit. Um something that you know that we won't know about. Something you don't know about yourself, yeah, maybe. Possibly. Or maybe you're really smart and you do know about it and you want us to try and pretend like we know what we're talking yeah. about. But we don't, because we don't know shit about every one of these topics, so. Tonight's topic is using apps to let your fingers do the globe trotting. <laughs> can, you, can you repeat that again for the listeners who may have not uh, been able to take all that in? Tonight, on Super Divorce Don't Know Shit, we will be talking about using apps, like on your phone or computer, to let your fingers... Do the globe trotting. Okay. So what do you think about that? <laughs> I feel like this is uh, um, some kind of a way for those without the means to travel the world to get a sense of the world via an app application on their phone where they can quite literally uh, use an application to 
traverse the globe and learn different things about different nations and countries and areas. Well, see, I have problems with this right away. <laughs> because what I think is going to happen is you're going to get people who download these apps and right, the first thing that comes to mind for me is how many people are just going to stop exercising, stop walking and running because they open this app where they can just let their fingers do the walking. Oh, yeah. And it, they're kind of scrolling down the road. And in their minds, it's like, I'm just traveling down my street. Mm -hmm. I, I, I walked five miles today. But I walked it on my yeah. phone. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, in their minds, they're going to convince themselves that that's good enough. Yeah. I mean, and I, I see a huge problem, a huge epidemic breaking out with obesity and people just falling into squalor. Right. Because they cannot, uh, they can no longer get up out of their seat. They're, they're so convinced by this new trend of letting their fingers do the walking on their apps. I mean, by my, by my estimation, you know, I feel like the, the people that have downloaded these apps out of, out of the whatever majority, like... I would say probably about 3% have already quit their jobs mm -hmm. because they, they're they like, well, I'm just, I can just travel the world now, yeah. and I don't need to spend money to do it. Well, think about tourist economies all across the globe. How is this going to impact them when people stop visiting because they're visiting on their phones now? They're not going to the airport. Airports are going to shut down. Airlines are going to shut down. How many people are going to lose jobs because of these new finger-walking apps where you can just travel the globe using your fingers? I think we need to put an end to this and do it yesterday because this is just out of control. Well, wait till you... have gone too far. Wait till you hear me blow the lid wide open on this situation right now. Does this phrase sound familiar to you? Let your fingers do the walking... It does. That was uh, the Yellow Pages slogan. Yeah. We all know that the Yellow Pages has been struggling to become relevant again. Mm -hmm. They're always calling people, telling you, hey, we can deliver you an up-to-date Yellow Page for, you know, a dollar a month or some bullshit. And there's no way it would ever affect your bank account to pay for what they want because it's so pathetically small. And you still tell them, fuck you. <laughs> I don't want your fucking yellow pages. I don't care if it costs one penny. I don't care if you pay me to take your yellow pages, because I don't fucking want it. I think okay? if they paid me to take it, I'd probably take it. I probably wouldn't. <laughs> and here's why. Because these sons of bitches are now trying to subliminally worm their way back into society mm. with this let your fingers do the globetrotting mm. campaign. Mm -hmm. And getting us to give up on going outside and traveling around and seeing things with our own eyes... And they're trying to reduce us to letting our fingers do the walking again. It's just like what happened in the mid-80s. Mid mm -hmm. There was a huge campaign uh, spearheaded by you know, many different uh, um, you know, people to take down the Yellow Pages. Because people had just been sitting in their apartments letting their fingers walk across the, the yellow pages. Are you talking about the Great Yellow Page War of 82? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, we narrowly escaped. Uh, yes. And But the problem is they were driven underground, and they've had all this time yep. to formulate this new plan. Yep. They have new technology. 
they've poured what little funds they had left from old people, elderly folks that they trick into these subscriptions, mm -hmm. businesses that aren't ready to, uh, you know, turn on an internet uh, connection and just look things up because as soon as that happens, you know the yellow pages are obsolete. Yeah. So they're preying on these uh, the weaker demographic uh, that they can trick and using the revenue from these in, these uh, sleazy endeavors to fund this new campaign of inactivity. Mm -hmm. What do you think the Yellow Pages' ultimate goal is, though? I mean, are they trying to take down the internet because to get well, people to, to go absolutely. back to using it? Because, you know... They want even, the internet gone but altogether. Even, it seems to me, like, right now, if, if they're... You know, if they're working to get people obese and to get people to stop walking and to get people to not leave their house, that's great. They can do that, but they're still not going to get people to use the yellow pages versus using their cell phones to order pizza. No, here's that's the thing. what you think. Yeah, because when you stay home and only let your fingers do the walking, mm -hmm. not only will you never leave your house, but you've now lost your job. Mm -hmm. And you can't pay for that internet connection anymore. Nope. Now, what can you pay for? The yellow pages. So now you are forced yep. to let your fingers do the walking again. If you need to look up a phone number, you go, oh, shit, my internet's been turned off because I'm no longer receiving a paycheck because I've been letting my fingers run across this app all day long. Not only that, but your phone may die at some point. There's got to be something more sinister to it that we're missing, though, because... When the internet goes down, if you're not paying that bill, you're also not paying your phone bill. Right, because so chances are they're tied together. They don't even way. want you to use the yellow pages to look up numbers to then call someone. They just want people sitting, reading the yellow pages, letting their fingers do the walking, and oh, convincing man. themselves that this is life. This is the life that I want to live. I want to sit here and flip these pages and just peruse all of the different places that I might have gone, all of the businesses I might have patronized, all of the different restaurants I might have eaten at. And their their fingers and will I be stained with the cheap Yeah. Fingers will be stained with the cheap ink on those shitty paper pages. They're out for blood. The yeah. yellow pages are out for blood. Right. But they saw this, this be... coming. And I think that's what the War of eighty two was about. They heard rumblings of the internet and they wanted right. to get their stranglehold before they even had to deal with it. Yeah. It didn't work. I believe they had a man on the inside when Al Gore figured out the internet. Yeah. Uh, w right when he invented it, mm -hmm. um, which was in 82, That's when. Yeah, that's when he uploaded the internet right. What the if, first time. You know, like, follow me here, though. Do you think that inside man could have been Steve Jobs? Because let's talk about apps for a second. Wait, hold on. Are you talking about an inside jobs? <laughs> <laughs> He's an inside job. We laugh because it makes us so nervous uh, d discovering all this dark, uh, you know, beneath the surface uh, I mean, you did, stuff you here. Didn't, you didn't talk about apps until iPhones came out, really. Right. I mean, and, and there they, were applications. That, there were applications, but, but the term you know, app and like having a, a marketplace for these applications specifically, you know, from the company Apple. Yeah, mm, from the company. So, yeah. I mean, 
applications. Right. Yeah. I mean, how how have people missed this? I, how did we miss it for so long? I well, I for one am going to break my phone. Yeah. Everyone. And I'm just going to traverse the world with my actual feet and not just my fingers. Right. Yeah. And I'll be damned, damned if I'm going to let my fingers do the walking for me, because my my legs are perfectly usable and uh to me that is that's uh a blessing uh when you look around and see how many people are immobilized um and they have no choice in the matter so if you can walk you better let your legs do the goddamn walking before these yellow page dickheads take over your life but if you can't walk and you need to let your fingers do the walking at least go outside and, you know, put your fingers on the uh, controller of your power chair instead. Yeah, yeah. Or roll your wheels with your hands. Yeah. Or if you don't have arms, it's not an issue because your fingers aren't going to do anything. But yeah, those people are safe Yeah, from the yellow page assholes. Yeah. Until Atari comes back, which maybe needs to be saved for next week because I have a feeling that Atari is is part of this. They're in cahoots with the Yellow Page people because they, the Atari Mind Link would then make the use of fingers in general obsolete mm -hmm. if you were able to control your, your application with your mind and let your thoughts do the walking for you. That's taken it down to even a more minuscule calorie burn and you're still inside your fingers aren't even getting worked out. You don't even have to move. So now you're completely paralyzed. So, well, this has been very eye-opening, but super divorced don't know shit. So next, we're going to go to the comics corner. Oh, yay, comics corner. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I forgot this was a topic. For those of you who like uh, uh, reading of the graphic nature, not mm -hmm. graphic... Uh, not graphic sexually or violently. Well, it depends. It depends. Some of them might. Depends on what you're reading. A little bit of that. You know, a lot of them have a lot of that actually. <laughs> Did you ever read the issue of Saga with the stalk and the will having sex, and she tells him to put it in her spinneret? No. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we going to talk about on Comics Corner? Because I know that this will be a Nick and Bender heavy subject here and I'll, I'll just be adding in this is kind of like the Bob don't know shit uh, area of the well, you show. you can still chime. Yeah. Right. Free to chime. Well, f since today is the inaugural episode, do you just want to kind of generalize some of our favorite stuff or what we're reading right now? Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to ask if you're reading anything good or if you've read anything good recently. I've, I've been, uh, you know, I've, I've still been kind of getting on the I'm on the collector's side of it instead of the reading side right now. Yeah. Um, but I have kept up with uh, a lot of the Marvel Star Wars stuff that's been coming out. Um, Darth Vader in particular is excellent. Um, I was pretty I was pretty butthurt to see Mar to see Star Wars get transferred over from Dark Horse to Marvel because I feel like Dark Horse really did a good job contributing to that expanded universe and everything um which is all obsolete now are the new comics canon 
Yeah, the new comics, everything that's come out with the Star Wars name and the Marvel logo on it is official Star Wars canon. So what's going on with the Vader book? Where does that pick up? Uh, well, right now, everything except for Shattered Empire, which is a four-comic miniseries, uh, everything is taking place right after the first Death Star is destroyed. So you're in that... Um, right between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Uh, it starts out with them trying to figure out who even drew, destroyed the Death Star in the first place. So Vader is tasked with essentially finding Luke Skywalker, and he sends out a variety of bounty hunters to track him down, including Boba Fett and uh, a Wookiee whose name I couldn't pronounce. But uh, Sounds like a good read. You like the writing? It is. It's very good. It's written by, I believe it's written by Kieran Gillen. Oh. Yeah. Also writes Wicked and Divine for Uh, Image. There was a really good Gillen run on uh, Iron Man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He does, he did all the, um, or no, that was Colin Bowen, all the Deadpool multiverse stuff. Mm -hmm. But, uh, no, Kieran Gillen's great. Um, the great thing about the Darth Vader comic is that it's it's got you've got such a serious character in Darth Vader. You know he's so full of hatred and he's so full of rage and re- he wants revenge on all the Jedi that are all dead for all he knows at this point. But there's these these two droids in the comic that bring this completely out of nowhere sense of humor to it uh and it and it throws the whole like tempo of the comic off in the best way possible they're essentially the killer versions of c3po and r2d2 oh huh. are they so, uh do they have a similar look or kind they of... uh, no they do the one is a a protocol droid, so he looks just like C-3PO, except he's all black. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is an astromech droid that's black and red. And they are, they're assassin droids that have been disguised as protocol and astromechs. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the protocol droid, for example, has all the same functionality as C-3PO, like speaking millions of languages and uh, lessons and manners and things like that. But he also talks about how he likes to, like, peel the skin off of his victims and then, like, harvest their blood. He thinks he has a programming issue where he thinks that he needs to harvest blood to stay alive, but he doesn't. So he just kills people to kill people, pretty much. So he's like a robot vampire. Basically. Only, I'm guessing he doesn't suck their blood. Yeah, no, it's not not quite like that. But, uh... You know, there's a, there's a great scene where he's interrogating a character that Vader wants him to interrogate, and he comes shambling out of the room, and he's just like, well, I have good news and bad news, Lord Vader, and Vader's like, well, what is it? And he's like, well, I got the guy's name, and Vader goes, excellent, kill him, and the droid goes, oh, well, then I have good news, because he's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like uh sounds like a good uh wholesome uh family fun day. Yeah. At the comic shop. Pretty pretty dark humor for the Star Wars universe. Yeah. But it's it's good. 
Is it just what, what was the title? Is it just called? it's just Darth Vader okay. right now, and uh, I believe here in the next couple weeks, a comic called Vader Down is coming out, and it's going to, from what I understand, it's going all the storylines from Star Wars, the main title, uh, Darth Vader, and uh, Star Wars Lando, who had, he's got his own comic. Possibly Chewbacca, which is a only a five-issue miniseries. All those storylines are going to kind of collide in Vader Down. All right. Well, any of you Star Wars fans, there you go. Right. Yeah. What about you, Nick? Do we have time for you to go over anything you've been reading? Uh, uh, like Bender, as far as the kind of weekly and monthly comics and individual issues I've been on the collecting side. I like that. It's a good way of putting it. Yep. And it makes you sound um, like you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> 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 but no, it's I've got uh, several stacks that I need to read and I'm kind of making myself get through those before I even go to pick up more. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I just, I don't know. It's overwhelming when it, it gets too big when your backlog is just insanely, you know, crammed full of comics, you almost don't even know where to start. It can be intimidating to even sit down and read one because you feel like you're not even making a dent. But I did, um, I did finally read a graphic novel, uh, called Copra. Um, it's an ongoing series, an indie comic that's, uh, really cool. If you like kind of ragtag group of anti-heroes, that type of story, um, it's uh it's really cool read, but um, I think they're up near issue thirty now. I've got like the first twenty issues, so. Um, Are they hard to track down? Because I don't think I've ever seen it in a. No, I, I you can order them online, oh. and uh, I got the issues that I have as well as the first graphic novel at um, uh, sort of an indie comic store in Chicago. Oh okay. So, but you can go on the internet if you search for Copra. Um, you can find the website where you can order that. So I would recommend that one. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Lastly, I think Saga is starting up again here soon, and you know that's one of that's probably my top comic. Mm-hmm. At the, well, has been really. I mean, since I started reading it, they're coming back with issue thirty-one. Cool. Bob, do you have any any graphic novels or comics that you? want to read soon that you've been meaning to read um (coughs) i know that there's a uh there's a new uh book coming out i believe in in uh kind of sections i guess and issues uh the new dark knight dark knight 3 the master race which is sort of an ominous title for a person like Frank Miller <laughs> uh, to be writing. It sounds yeah. like it could be some kind of neo-fascist uh, propaganda, but uh, given the fact that the the first book is so good, you know, I'm willing to forgive Strikes Again if this new one is good, and I, you know, I can get past the title. Um, what I'll probably do is wait for it to come out as one complete. Uh, trade paperback and and read it like that because I'm not really a a comic collector but 
Um, also, I really want to read uh, The Court of Owls. I keep meaning to pick that up. And every time I have it in my hands, for whatever reason, I find a reason to put it back. Cause you, know, you know what you should do? You should look on uh, eBay and Amazon. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I do. I go to a bookstore okay. or a comic shop and I pick it up and see that it's like seventeen dollars, and then I look on Amazon and it's like nine bucks. Yeah. And I'm I can't bring myself to pay almost double what it would cost to just ship it straight. To so your house. the next time I do an Amazon order, I'll just tack that bad boy on there and and I'll I'll be able to read it. It's so, worth it. Yeah. Court of Owls was very good. Yeah. How about we move on to video games? Video games? Yeah. Nice. Been uh, playing anything sweet lately? Um, you know, I I loved the Battlefront beta a lot. A lot of people did. I loved uh, it. So good. Cannot wait for Battlefront to come out. Um, I'm not one of the, the people who's gotten cynical about that series because it doesn't uh, match up with the original Battlefront games. If you... If those games are so great, uh, keep playing them, because they're available for purchase uh, wherever video games are sold. I well, not imagine. wherever. Well, you not wherever. Yeah. Second hand. Well, second hand, uh, whatever. Yeah. Anywho, uh, I'm very excited about the new Battlefront. Um, so much so that I wanted a first-person shooter that I could play couch co-op on like that game um, that I actually went out and purchased a Call of Duty game for the first time in several years. Um, it's one of the only series to still, one of the only first person shooters to still have a, a feature with couch co-op. Hey, I'll admit, I think Black Ops 3 looks pretty sick, man. Yeah. I think it, yeah, the zombie stuff I've seen looks pretty awesome. I yeah, the one I picked up was Advanced Warfare, which is the mm. most recent one that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Black Ops Three came out this week. Oh, it did. Yeah. Okay. Well, this but was still. was the most recent one, and uh, I really enjoyed the campaign and everything. It's not, it's like playing an action movie. It's not really a military shooter like Battlefield tries to be. It's. It's more of a run-and-gun, futuristic kind of... It's like a popcorn flick of a video game, basically. A popcorn There's game. There's tons of plot holes, and everybody conveniently shows up at the right time out of nowhere, but it's just... It's really fun. Along the same lines of Mortal Kombat X's storyline, where it's just a satisfyingly cheesy... You know, you just love it. I, I love the campaign in that game. I thought it was really, really fun. I wish we could have popcorn games. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, though, because you get your hands all buttered. Yeah. Right. And your controller gets all greasy. and Right. That's no good. But if they made a, a, a peripheral that you could attach to your controller with, just like, a mechanical... Fire popcorn into your mouth. I was thinking that, would, that might be a little messy sometimes. <laughs> I was thinking more of like a mechanical arm. Oh, that, that reaches, reaches up to your reaches into the popcorn and then reaches up to your face. Yeah. I'm thinking you magnetically charge the popcorn somehow mm-hmm. and you have a device that you put you place under your tongue. Mhm. So that when the popcorn does shoot out, it's a lot more accurate than 
it would normally be. What if it just activates when you open your mouth and popcorn starts flying from the bowl <laughs> up to your mouth? And then... I'm, I'm thinking you just put the popcorn in a, in a feed bag, like a horse's feed bag. <laughs> and boom, there you go. What about a hat? You could have a popcorn hat that has like sort a Sort of tube. like the beer hat. Yeah. yeah, but it's a popcorn hat with a tube that yeah. goes down your mouth. And Maybe you have a button on your controller that you press that yeah. releases a latch. Yeah. Or a, a you know, a little stopper. Mm-hmm. And when that opens, the popcorn gradually flows into your mouth and you can stop it at any time. So you can have as much or as little as you want. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I just played Advanced Warfare's campaign, played a little bit of the multiplayer, had fun with it. I'm excited for Battlefront to come out, and I'm going to save my money for that one. But Fallout 4 is also coming out very soon as well. Um, it, I believe it comes out on the 10th. Yeah. Um, it is currently the 7th while we're recording this, so... You got a little dilemma there, folks. If you're not raking in the cash and you can't afford two games at once, um, you kind of you got to pick your first-person uh, game there. Um, I I know for a fact that I'm going to play Fallout 4, but I just see how much fun Battlefront could be, especially playing with friends and first-person co-op. The online shooters are generally the best to get in on at the very beginning, not only right. because well, I mean, sure, people are playing other first-person shooters and they're getting good at those, but you at least kind of ease into it on the same level as other people. Right. You know, and you're not jumping into the game a year and a half after everyone else has been playing online, learning the maps, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. You know, and also having the, uh, I guess, the largest group of people playing when those games launch. Yeah, you know, you, it's it's more fun to be active in the community when it's really kind of hopping and there's that excitement there because it's just come out. So I I understand going with Battlefront. Yeah, and Fallout you'll be able to play and it's going to be amazing whenever you play it. So. Right, and you can yeah it it you can play it a year from now. It, it doesn't matter. It's going to be so immersive that you you need to have your life kind of mapped out around a game that huge. Where Battlefront you could you can pop it on. Play a quick game and you know go to bed. And if it and does really well, you could see them releasing a sequel in like two years or three, maybe. Absolutely. So best to get on on that while uh, while it's hot. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you know uh, Bender? Do you know if the leveling from the beta will carry over into the? No, will everybody I, start at zero. There's, again? I believe, there was a disclaimer somewhere on the beta. Maybe it went right when you started it up or something, but your your progress in the beta will not transfer to the main game. So when I'm main, okay with that. When the main game comes out, everyone starts at zero. Which okay. I yeah, I'm okay yeah. with it too. I mean, because if you missed out on the beta, you shouldn't be punished for that. Like yeah. me, right? Because <laughs> I was too and I'm still too immersed in Metal Gear to give a <laughs> shit about true. anything else. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm, I'm at nine uh, percent completion on Metal Gear Solid 5 and I think I've probably put about 40 hours into it. Oh my dear god. Wow. How long? Probably about 40. 40 and hours and 9% completion. completion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good lord. To be fair, I I am I try to play it pretty, you know, uh, 
stealthily, I guess. Okay. I try to use tactics, and I'm not just running and shooting everyone. I try to kill, you know, as few people as possible. Okay. So a lot of, uh, a lot of the trank gun, if I get seen by okay. an enemy or, you know, something like that. So. so yeah, and I'd imagine that kind of stealth gameplay is a lot more time-consuming yeah. than just running and gunning. Yeah, because you're, well, you approach a certain a camp or a building and stop and you can, uh, you know, from far away get out your binoculars and you can kind of tag each enemy you see walking around. So you want to wait and see what their patterns are going to be so you can tag them uh, and then they'll kind of stay as like little blips on your, your screen okay. so you can see where they are at all times. And yeah. It definitely, uh, if you're trying to play in a tactical way, it's, uh, it's good to take your time right. with that series. But I don't mind because it's incredible. So that's what I've been doing. Lots of Metal Gear. Lots and lots. Yeah. I've been playing Zombie Army Trilogy uh, that I downloaded off of uh, downloaded off PlayStation Network uh, right around Halloween just because I'm a very lax gamer. Obviously you guys know, but for our listeners... Um, I, I love playing games, but I really just, I just play for a couple hours, and then, like, I'm good. Like, I think I own, like, seven or eight games for my PS4, and I think I've beaten two of them, mm. you know? Uh, and both the ones that I've beaten are only, like, seven-hour games. Yeah. Uh, the Order, 1886, and Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. I feel like you, you play a lot more now than you did when I first met you. Yeah. Before you started working at GameStop. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I think working there, I do have a little bit... It did give me kind of motivation to start playing again. But, but I have been playing this Zombie Army Trilogy. I got it because it was shooting zombies and it was Halloween and it was on sale. And uh, it's actually quite fun. I'm, I'm progressing farther in it than I at first anticipated because I actually had a lot of trouble getting through even the first level and I was about to just kind of be like well it's fun to turn on every now and then but but once I got past that first uh that first chapter things it really kind of opened up and I'm I'm learning how to you know learning how to play it and it's a it's a lot of fun a whole lot of fun and every single time you shoot a zombie in slow motion it is equally as satisfying as the last time it kind of reminds me of Vats from uh, from Fallout. Yeah. When I see that slow motion yeah. um, shooting, uh, looks cool. And it makes me, again, question whether I'm going to just buy Fallout 4 and Battlefront and just go bankrupt, <laughs> because it might be worth it. Because I'm a man who places uh, quite a bit of emphasis on his enjoyment of life over, um, you know, financial... Uh, uh, security. So, so. <laughs> well, real quick before we, I don't know if it's time to move on or not, but uh, did you see all the new stuff from Mass Effect Andromeda? I have not. They, I I mean, today is today is N seven day. Right. Yeah, I knew they that. Are, so they're releasing some new news and a teaser trailer, I think. So, mm-hmm. you might want to check that out a little bit later. I will do that in the comfort of my own home so as to uh, uh, have my orgasm in <laughs> private. I, I don't think you guys want to witness. <laughs> you better do it at home so you can just 
masturbate to I'll be coming yeah. all night. I'm sure you will. Yeah. You're a big Mass Effect guy. Yeah. You're going to be Mass Effect 2 yeah. is free this month on PlayStation 3. I don't have a PS3. Well, I um, do. But... So I will probably get it. I would, I would go ahead and grab play it. Play the first one. I would definitely play, play the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one's my favorite of the trilogy story-wise. Um, but that series, I don't consider Mass Effect a game. I consider it a religion. So, How about yeah. movies? We, uh, we just watched... A couple movies the other night. Uh, we did watch movies Bender. the other night. We had some. We had some horror movies for Halloween Eve. Uh, let's see. We watched Inside. Uh, my wife and I went over to Bender's, uh, Bender and Lindsay's apartment, and uh, we got there as they were finishing up the movie Inside. That's true. Yeah. Which we had seen before. You, we had we had shown them before, but. Uh, if we, you know, the movie topic stays consistent with this podcast, you'll find that I'm very into horror movies, and I'm very into French horror movies. So we, uh, we had some other friends over that evening, and we started off with my favorite horror movie, period, hands down, the French horror film Inside. Uh, and then we went on to a movie Nick brought called Gravy. Yes. Which was an excellent selection. Love it. I thought. And then we capped off the night with another French flick, Martyrs. I like that one too. Martyrs is great. It was good. Though, when we were uh, driving home, um, I was talking to Jess about it, and it was like, I had trouble thinking of it as like a pure horror movie. Because by the end of it, it almost felt slightly sci fi ish. Just. I think with the setting uh-huh. and, you know, kind of the, the subject matter, it crossed over almost in like a kind of psychological sci-fi thriller, mm-hmm. you know. It's it almost was... kind of like a reverse Sunshine, mm-hmm. where Sunshine kind of starts off as that sci-fi um, adventure movie. Don't say too much because Bob hasn't seen it yet. I know. But slowly switches into a horror film. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and Martyrs is, is, is very much the same, although it starts out very intense. Yeah. With even some seemingly paranormal aspects to it, mm-hmm. but then switches to a very cerebral thriller film almost. Yeah. It was really good, though. And, uh, and Gravy was just a wonderful, dark you know, horror, dark comedy. horror comedy. Yeah, wonderful uh, romp. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, that's a great it was word. A it was a romp, a romp of a film. Um, that one was written and directed by James Roday of Psych fame, who plays uh, Sean Spencer, the main character on Psych. And um, yeah, the the one guy, Lindsay brought it up a few times, but uh, one of the main characters in that movie reminded me a lot of Charlie. From yes. It's Always Sunny. Yeah. They look almost identical. Yeah. Although, I know the only other thing that I know that that guy has been in was he was in a very short scene in Garden State with Zach Braff. Mm hmm. Uh, he plays a policeman in that movie. And I know he's been in plenty of other things because I've seen him before, but that's, that's the one scene that he always sticks out to me uh, in what I reference him to. Mm. But. I, 
though he was so similar to Charlie Day, I feel like he was still a better pick for that role, though. Yeah, I agree, because he had a little bit, I don't know, he he had that, like, loud silliness, but also he seemed a little bit more sinister. I don't know if I would have taken Charlie mm-hmm. as seriously in that role when yeah. I needed to, if right. he would have been there. But, yeah, he did a good job. I wouldn't say he was, like, knocking off Charlie Day. No, or, no, not at all. They just they just happened to be very similar-looking human beings. Yeah, and I think the opening exchange between him and Sarah Silverman is one oh, of the best yeah. things I've ever seen that in a movie. That was great. Yeah. That was wonderful. So check out Inside if you haven't, if you're ready for... Uh, a shock of an evening. <laughs> it's a shocker. It's a it's a shock. It's a gory shocker. A stomach yeah. churner. Stomach churner for sure. Yeah. So if you're weak of heart, probably shouldn't watch it. Mm-mm. But um, if you're looking for a damn good home invasion movie, Inside is the tippy top of the iceberg, I think. And if you want a nice uh, dark horror comedy, with, uh, some slapstick, some good music. And also some great sound effects. Yeah, great sound effects and some good some good special effects too. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, check out Gravy and then also Martyrs. Mm-hmm. Bob, any good? Anything uh, you're looking movies? forward to or anything you've seen recently? Um, I did pick up in the spirit of Halloween. I picked up the original Alien, uh, starring Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Um, and, uh, also picked up Predator, uh, which isn't, I, kind of more of a sci-fi horror movie. Both of them, really. Although Alien is definitely more horror-leaning. Yeah. It's like a haunted house movie in space where the ghost is an alien. Plus a slasher mm-hmm. villain, basically. Um, I think I'm so desensitized to the slasher genre, though that I feel like if I would have seen... Because this was the first time I'd seen Alien as a 28-year-old man. I've seen Aliens a million times. I love it. It's one of my favorite fucking sci-fi movies. But for whatever reason, I'd just never seen the first Alien film. And uh, I'd seen the famous scene with the alien popping out of the chest and everything. So that... And I, you see that in Aliens and then the movies going forward from that one, so it, it's not as shocking when you see it in the original film. I thought it was very well done. I love the, the future 70s look of everything. <laughs> it's really fucking great looking on a Blu-ray disc, I suggest. If you haven't seen it in high definition, it's extremely pleasing to look at. Um... I, I think it was a good film. Uh, I I think it would have affected me a little more strongly if I'd seen it at a younger age, or perhaps when I hadn't already seen a bunch of people get eaten by aliens yeah. already. <laughs> so what you want to do is, if you haven't seen any of the alien movies, just start with the first one. You As know. you should do with any right. series, in my opinion. And, and in my defense, it wasn't... It wasn't like the people who show up to GameStop and buy Mass Effect 3 <laughs> and they've never played the first I two. I hate those people. My Aliens came out in 1987, the year I was born. So, And my dad loved Aliens. He watched it all the time on VHS. So naturally I was just exposed to that movie because my dad was watching it all the time. Um, he, he didn't... Alien is kind of... 
once you know what happens, you don't there's just no sit reason down and watch Alien. There's no reason often. to watch it again, really. I mean, uh, other than to get the aesthetic going and maybe you know, if you're enjoy. doing a marathon, right? You know, do something like that. But but it's because it is more of a horror movie. You know, when you know where the alien's coming from and what's going to happen, I, I can't see the replay value being nearly as high as Aliens, which I don't fault my dad for. So, yeah. Aliens, great movie. I think it is superior to the first film. Even though it's vastly different, I just find the entertainment value, um, you know, it has more memorable characters, I feel like. Um, Although I love the space trucker thing about Alien, with the guys bitching about their paychecks and everything, <laughs> that's really cool. It gives it a real feel, because um, you know, in the future we'll all still be human, you know. So to add those imperfections there and have them be kind of gritty, you know, it's a nice trucker touch. dudes. Yeah, it's a great touch. Um, it makes me want to see Prometheus, which I still haven't seen. Um, I know it's been out forever and they're already making a sequel, but <laughs> I'm one of the few that hasn't seen it. I know it got mixed reviews, but I want to uh, give it a go myself uh, before I... Uh, pass away? Yeah. <laughs> before I pass away and before I pass judgment and before I pass gas. Let's talk about wrestling and have a moment of silence real quick. That was for... Seth Rollins. Yeah, Seth Rollins, uh, Taren. He, he didn't die, but... I was... Man, when you sent me that message that said, did you hear about Rollins? I was worried that he was in a car accident or something. It, it seemed, uh... I was... I, my mind goes to the, to the darker places immediately. But then I was relieved to know that he just hurt his knee real bad and he's going to be out for a while, which course we're talking about uh well former wwe world heavyweight champion seth rollins yes. who uh had held the title since wrestlemania mm -hmm. um, i could have seen him holding on to it until wrestlemania 32 i think that would have been cool but right unfortunately he suffered an injury in dublin ireland at a house show wrestling <laughs> the demon kane Oh my God! And that uh, brought you know that brings up the the fun fact that look what happened to Daniel Bryan and his feud with Kane, right? And now Seth Rollins and his feud with Kane. Yep, I'm sure they'll make that <laughs> somehow part of Kane's character going forward. <laughs> that he uh, takes these young rising stars and kind of uh, uses his slow and boring uh, wrestling style to uh, destroy them and try to take their careers away. Yeah. It's like the opposite of the Randy Orton legend killer gimmick. He just tries just... to end early the careers of like all the up-and-coming stars. He tries to snuff them out. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's jelly. <laughs> Literally. Nah. Um... Yeah, that uh, it's a shame about Rollins, but as any wrestling fan knows, a shake-up is always good. Yeah, it's going to so. make for an interesting Survivor Series. Right. Because you're going to get the uh, uh, nice tournament for the World Championship at Survivor mm -hmm. Series. 
And you don't you don't see tournaments in American professional wrestling all no. that often anymore. No, I wish they had more of them, but yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah. Um, who are you liking these days? Who are you? We know you're a big. Uh, maybe since it's the first show, we can just say, you know, who who we're watching and who's getting us excited about wrestling these days. Um. Well, I would say on the main roster. Kevin Owens and Cesaro are probably my two dudes at the moment mm-hmm. that I would that I would look to. Uh, you know, um, I, I think Owens can really raise the prestige of the Intercontinental Championship if he keeps it, and yeah. they really make people chase it and act like it means something. Right, he needs to put down a lot of good quality talent mm-hmm. um, to really elevate that that title. Yeah. Because they, they really upped the prestige of the U.S. title with John Cena carrying it for yeah. so long. Yeah. So they can they can do the same as long as they keep, you know, bringing up challengers to Owens and having them knock them down one by one and basically yeah. stay at the top of that hill, sort of like Rollins has with the WWE title mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah, so you don't want it to turn into a hot potato no, situation where there's a group of five guys just passing it back and forth. That's awful. We don't want that. Then uh, down in NXT, obviously, Balor, just uh, waiting for him to finally come up at some point. Mm-hmm. And I really like uh, Asuka, too. I think she's amazing. Mm-hmm. So those would be my... My hot picks at the moment. Okay. Those are getting me excited. I will say, um, in NXT, my favorite uh, wrestlers to watch right now are the tag team uh, Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. I think their energy just gets me gets me going. I love, you know, the they just put together great tag matches. I mean, they real. Um, I was watching one of their more recent ones. Um, I can't remember the two guys they wrestle because their names are so complicated. Um, but it was a long match. I mean, lots of build up and knock down, comeback, you know, nice comeback, you know, looked like they were going to lose at certain points. They just, they put together great matches with whoever they wrestle and it's always extremely exciting and because they're new... And they're not necessarily the top of the food chain. You don't know whether they're going over. Right. And that makes it really fun to watch. Whether you think they're going to get robbed or wh- whether they're going to win. You know, because mm-hmm. they're, they're not just bowling people over. They're, they're kind of earning their spot in the tag team realm, even in NXT. Because so, you got the VOD villains as the champs at yeah. the moment. But yeah. watch out for Jordan and Gable. Um whether they stay a tag team or, or separate eventually and do their own thing, I think they're a great tag team. I think they should stay that way for a while. I think they can bring a lot of excitement to the tag team division. I hope they get called up at some point, but I'm really enjoying their NXT work. Maybe put them under the tutelage of Kurt Angle. Oh, man. <laughs> if you brought back Kurt Angle and made him yeah, their mentor or manager or something, that would just be... Uh, it writes itself. Yeah. I mean, and it's world's greatest tag team part two. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, on the main roster, I gotta agree with you. Uh, Kevin Owens is is probably 
when I whenever I hear his music hit, no matter who he's wrestling, love to watch the guy. Um, I think he's just a. It's surprising the way he moves and the kind of spots that he can pull off with his size and just the way he looks. He just looks like a. He looks like a guy you just called off his couch. <laughs> And you're like, hey, come up here and try to throw a match together. And I think that's part of his charm is yeah. that he just always surprises you with what he's capable of doing. And I, I hope backstage he's proven all those dickheads wrong that think that you need to look like Ryback to, to get over. Because Ryback sucks and Kevin Owens is a world-class wrestler. So whether you like it or not. And... So. <laughs> just awesome on the mic too. Oh man. I think yeah. they need to give him more mic time. Absolutely. Every time he starts talking, it just I feel like it cements him more and more is just like, you know, this this force kind of along the line. I don't want to compare him to Austin yet, but he's got that like I'm just going to say whatever the hell I'm thinking <laughs> right now and, and he I'm doesn't gonna... care whether the crowd likes it or not. Yeah. He's not a traditional heel he's more just like i'm out for me yeah that's it you know um a more charismatic version of lesnar's mercenary kind of deal he's a prize fighter yeah (laughs) he's a he really yeah he's embraced that character that cocky character and i i love to watch him wrestle i love cesaro too um i think cesaro they kind of protect him and keep him off the mic because his in-ring work does excel. But I think he is good on the mic. Yeah. I, I like whenever he gets to cut a promo, I think he does a good job, and I think he'll only get better if they give him more opportunities. So, um, as usual, I am a Lesnar mark. I like watching the guy beat the shit out of people. <laughs> I thought him and... I thought... Undertaker and Lesnar had a great, great match. Oh, yeah, that was Helen, a great match. Helm Cell. And Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns had an awesome match, too, yeah, I thought. They tore which it Which was down. surprising. Both of those matches surprised me. Yeah. That whole pay-per-view did. Yeah, the, yeah spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Hell in a Cell, um, maybe pause this next part or skip past it, whatever, mute it, but... The way that the Wyatt family came out and carried the Undertaker into the back. Yeah. I don't know what they've done to address that since. Have you not watched I've Raw? I've not seen Raw. Well, they did it to Kane, too. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. I did see that, too. And then uh, Wyatt, like, has their powers now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's- Fucking awesome. They're going total like comic book with it, which I think is really cool. That's amazing. I wish they would do more stuff like that. Yeah. Sort of allow people to recognize wrestling as a TV show. You yeah. Know, and... Yeah, because nobody says it, but the Undertaker character is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's a man who they got rid of the urn a while ago, but when he had the urn, it's this supposedly dead guy who gets his power from this this urn full of god knows whose ashes i don't know who it was supposed to be in there yeah. or what but it's a supernatural character <laughs> you mm-hmm. know wrestling's never going to be you know a complete shoot they're never going to look like they're mma fighters 
fighting. If you want that, you should watch New Japan because yeah. they have a lot of things that the, the strong style borders on actual fighting, yeah. and it's so stiff that it really comes off. They really are beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> when you know, in American wrestling, it is that way, but it's a lot more um, storyline driven and a lot more, like you said, comic book. Yeah. Um, there's tons more guys on the roster that I like, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm I am digging Kevin Owens, and he's one of those guys when his music hits, you don't you don't fast forward. So. Well, that's uh, that's about. All we we're gonna do for wrestling here, um, we have another little segment that we're gonna do in the future where we're going to uh, hit just rapid fire user submitted topics. So things you want want us to talk about, we're gonna go through and we're gonna devote one minute to each topic, and we'll do a maximum of probably ten, and uh, we will just try and shred through and bullshit our way through whatever you want us to talk about. So next week, uh, or throughout this week, rather, before the next show, you can just leave a comment on the Divorce Club page or on our Facebook page. We'll have uh, a post up um, for the podcast where you can do that. So rather than hitting rapid-fire segments, uh, because we don't have any, why don't we revisit uh, this week's trends... (laughs) Why don't we bring back the TT boys? Let's see what the TT boys have to say here. I'm just going to uh, expand this a little bit. And um, let's see what we've got. Trending. We're going to go with... Uh, why don't you pick one out there? Okay. Bobby. Let me see. See. Uh, uh, he's, he's sifting. Sifting through trends. How about this? It's a Lego trend. A football fan uses plastic bricks to build replicas of Big Ten stadiums, uh, including Michigan State, Penn State, Notre Dame, and his alma mater, Ohio State, and more. He sells them for 50 bucks on Etsy. So, How big are they? It uh, doesn't say here. I'd imagine they're probably at least maybe... Um, Hmm. That seems like a low price. Fifty bucks does seem like a low price for a Lego sculpture. They're so probably, you're probably small. looking at like yeah, I'm thinking yeah. they must be tiny. You know. Thinking maybe the size of a cereal bowl. Maybe is that too big? Maybe smaller. Maybe the smaller. size of a computer mouse. Yeah, computer mouse. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna say cereal bowl. How you're Just gonna get? It depends on the size of the Legos you're using. Well, so you um, got to think about what kind of you know the size of Legos. Legos aren't the smallest things ever. So even. I mean, well, I they still make think... the big bricks, but then they make the real tiny pieces too. Yeah, so. the really thin, right, cracker oh, strips. Oh yeah, that's yeah. True. I forgot about. So that. you know, without actually while. seeing it, which we won't do, no, we will not click the link. Um, we're gonna just be able to. All we'll be able to do is speculate on the size of these stadiums. Now, what I'm wondering is if you can somehow use Legos to, uh, if he perhaps by special requests, would be able to construct a, uh, a brain that's been damaged by CTE, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is caused by just the act of playing football. What do you think about that? Perhaps get the, uh, 
the little the little proteins that mm-hmm. uh, cause early onset dementia in those who crack each other's heads into each other um, for 60 minutes every game. Um, not to mention all the times they do it in practice and all the times they've done it in the years and years they've been playing before they've gotten to college. And the fact that their brains aren't even done developing even in their senior year of college. So what about that? You think he's got a brain for anybody? You think this dickhead uh, even thought about what it does to people's brains? Do you think anybody gives a shit? His brain's probably not developed yet, so it didn't... I cross his mind. I kind of don't give a shit. (laughs) 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 Because I feel like if you're playing football, you know at this point about concussions. I compare it to smoking cigarettes, right? Yeah. So, smoking cigarettes, everybody did it, right? Um, Everybody's grandparents were smokers. If they weren't, it's an anomaly. Most people smoked in the, you know, even back to the 50s and 60s. People were lighting it up. They kind of had a vague idea that it was bad for you, but the tobacco companies did quite a bit to keep that buried. They didn't want people to find out that it caused cancer. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, a lot of money on the line. So they covered it up as long as they could, and then at some point it was brought to Congress, I believe, and there were many hearings and uh, legal battles about, you know, whether you can advertise smoking on TV anymore, which you can't. Um, You know, so there's all this bullshit. I'm sure a lot of people got paid plenty of hush money to stay quiet about it, Um, you know, or, you know, were paid off you know, to give them money for their medical bills so that they could continue to sell them. Now, after all that, if you grow up in today's world and pick up a cigarette and start smoking, that's on you. Yes. Yeah. But it's similar with the NFL. Because forever, you're you're playing football, you know you can get injured, you know concussions are a deal, you know, it's something... But you don't know the long-term effects until guys start dying before they're 60 years old and killing themselves because they've gone completely insane uh, from traumatic brain injuries that they've sustained by playing this sport for such a long time. And the NFL tried to cover it up with with their millions of dollars and with threats toward the people that were trying to get this information out to the public. And they're actually making a motion picture about this, uh, starring Will Smith. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL was trying to get that film to not come out somehow. Well, yeah, all of that is bullshit, I will say. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's not cool, but... But in, in your reckoning, which I agree with, now that we know all this shit about concussions and people are still playing football, they know what they're getting into. Right. But I... I think it's horseshit that the NFL tried to cover the cover that up. Yes. And uh, we <laughs> we know that it causes traumatic brain injuries whether you know it or not at the time and whether you think you've had a concussion or not. The so. ethical thing would have been to come forth with the information and uh, disseminate it freely. Yes. As soon as they found out and, and warn people ahead of time, look, you're playing a sport which by just by playing it, you damage your brain. Yeah. 
I mean, there's no way around it. You are damaging your brain. What, Whether it's a lot or a little depends on the position you play and how much you play, how long you play. Yeah. But you are damaging your brain, guaranteed. Yeah. So that's why I've opted out of uh, the football game uh, as far as the NFL is concerned. But, yes, I understand that a lot of people still love the game. And I loved it, and I still have many fond memories of playing football uh, growing up and everything, and I think it helped make me who I am today, but I also think if I had a do-over, uh, I probably wouldn't have participated. And Bob will not be purchasing any miniature <laughs> Lego <football laughs> No, I won't. Because if I. people cared half as much as they did about football, about real issues, I think the world would be a different place. So. Well, to recap... I'm the potty poopa. <laughs> Happy birthday, Seth Rollins. Um, we talked about some movies, uh, some horror movies, some funny movies, some alien movies. Mm -hmm. We got our video games. Yep. Talked about Fallout 4 coming up. Yep, Battlefront. Battlefront, the, the fight to figure out which one... You should choose. <laughs> uh, I'm just eventually giving in to buying both. <laughs> Throwing caution to the wind and mm -hmm. just uh, filing for bankruptcy. Yeah. yeah. As long as you're happy, yeah, try not. Try and let the big game come. Just don't let them take your yeah. PS4 away. Yeah. Or Keep your X-Bone. Yeah. Um, Maybe let them take the X-Bone so you can buy a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> Comics, we know that Bender and I are both behind on our... <laughs> weekly and monthly books. I'm going to try to get up to date for the sake of this podcast. I'll though. do the same. And and really, you know, even if I'm not necessarily up to date reading per se, I'm going to try to have at least something prepared like this came out this week. You know, here's my highlights from this week or whatever. So we found out that cool. you do not want to let your fingers do the walking. Not at all. Yeah. So the yellow page war of 82. Help. Uh, help spread awareness about uh, the yellow pages. Delete your world traveling apps. Absolutely. Don't buy the lie. Yeah. Don't yeah. download it Don't either. Don't buy nope. the lie. That's yep. a good one. We hit our trending topics. We came the TT boys. Yep. Um, and we talked a little bit about Weezer. Yep. And had, uh, had some fun there. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Yeah, that's about it for tonight. Yeah. For our sorry, first we show. Got, sorry, I got a little serious there at the end, but uh, I have a strong opinion on the whole brain injury thing. That's okay. Uh, shades of Chris Benoit, you know. Kind You're of allowed to have strong opinions. You said that earlier. People <laughs> yeah. are going to get strong opinions on the show yep. from time to time. And you guys so. can disagree with us. You can comment as long as you, you know, you're not. Um, um, too hostile about it. No, have even feelings, they probably but... <laughs> could be too hostile. Really. <laughs> it is a free country. You can be hostile. I mean, if you go on like you think Facebook I'm full of shit or... about the NFL covering up brain injuries, I'd love to talk to you about it. They could take to our Facebook page and say "fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> These we guys won't... get paid paid millions of dollars. Who gives a shit about their brains? We won't delete your comments. <laughs> yeah, no, we won't. Uh, uh, unless we decide to. <laughs> but we probably won't. 
thanks for listening to our first show. Yeah, thanks, guys. If you have any topics you want us to cover in our rapid-fire segment next week, just leave them on our Facebook or in the Divorce Club. Also, the uh, topics for Super Divorce Don't Know Shit. Yeah. And if you're in the area, definitely come out to our show at the American Legion in Lebanon next Friday the 13th. Friday, November 13th, American Legion. Jason's going to be there, so be prepared to die if you come. But also drink beer yep. and uh, listen eat to pizza. awesome bands and eat pizza. Yep. We will have uh, an entry option where you can get unlimited beer for the evening. We're going to have classic Miller Lite cans, as many of them as you can take down. 20 bucks, unlimited beer. The yep. goal to beat is Andrew Shemansky. <laughs> <laughs> Are we I'm encouraging directed. death at We're that not point? Encouraging. <laughs> yeah. I don't want people to die of alcohol poisoning. He drank over 30 beers at our last <laughs> Legion show, so if you can, if you can beat that... Then maybe we can throw don't. in like a prize. Right? Oh my god! <laughs> There's no, gonna be legal ramifications. Don't, don't do that. No don't prizes. try to take down Andrew because he'll just drink fifty yeah. and you'll and then just we'll have lose. Two dead people. <laughs> <laughs> and more vomit on our belongings. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't encourage alcohol abuse, but we do encourage uh, you to come drink on Friday. So use not abuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. Oh, oh! before we go, uh, if you enjoyed the show, stop over to our Facebook um, uh, channel. Or not Facebook, sorry, YouTube. Our YouTube channel, we're going to do uh, uh, a live program. Not live. <laughs> uh, we're going to record it live. We could but stream it live eventually if eventually, we got that yeah. capability. That would be cool. Yeah. But we're going to upload a show that we will record live with our faces and bodies where you can see us talking about I don't even know what. Probably random ass shit. That that is going to be for people who like no structure. <laughs> and we'll just uh It'll be called the Super Divorce uh Super Saturdays. Yeah. Today right. is uh Super Saturday. Okay. Every Saturday is Super Saturday with Super Divorce where you get the podcast I, and, and the, the video cast. show. So yeah. Check that out over on YouTube. We'll see you there. <laughs> See you on YouTube, guys. See ya. Take real good care. Yep. Too sweet me. Too sweet me, bro. Suck it.